Tectorama episode 728, Toxic Workplace Environment? Hmm. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Technorama, the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek, because that's what it says on the t-shirt. The t-shirts have been ordered, and the t-shirts are on their way. So, enough of talk about the t-shirts. That toxic workplace environment sounded like something off of Wheel of Fortune, one of those before and after things. If you're joining us for the first time ever, well, I am glad you found us. I'm not sure how you heard about us. Maybe you can drop us an email or a voicemail. Let us know. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. We, being me, Chuck Tomasi here in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, and that man right there, Craig Stepp. How are you, Craig? I'm doing well. How you doing? Wait, which side are you on again? <laughs> this side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just shake put hands. A, I think hey, you want to shake hands? <laughs> I need, he needs to put a picture on the wall over there after all these years still can't get it right it's like yeah that's the chuck well no that's the chuck that's the thank you not no, i'm doing i'm not doing great, the closet man. side i'm not yeah. in the closet no that didn't sound right i'm doing great uh up at the mountain house you can really see the leaves changing colors and stuff it's beautiful up there it's about as exciting as watching the leaves changing colors is that what you're saying no Fall is kicking in, man. This, no, it's this, nice. This it show, was nice up there. This show is excited as exciting as watching the leaves change colors. No, it'd be dry, paint drying. Kathy Spurgeon, Luke, we haven't heard from you in forever. Yeah, I made it and remember to say something. The day is looking up. All right. Yeah, I, so. I agree. Thank you for joining us. Long time listener. Long time listener. Because we've been doing this show a long, long time. <laughs> Oh well, I keep talking about it. We might not be doing it anymore. <laughs> we'll talk ourselves out of it. All right. Well, let's do something that's normal for the show, if there is All a right. normal on this show. And we will get to our listener feedback, our question of the week, our letters. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Reach right in and pull one out. Those letters. I love those letters. Let's find out what you got to say. Oh, boy. Mailman. What we wanted to know last week was if a person from 1923 gets transported to the year 2023, what things will shock him or her the most? And we got some How long this podcast has been going? Going on. Since 1923. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be how long has this podcast been going on? Yeah. That what is what is, what is this? And oh my gosh, how does this even survive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weber Baker yet another, says, hey, Web, hey, yeah. yet another person explain how podcast what podcasting is and how it works. <laughs> hey, we haven't done that in a while. What's <laughs> no. a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Weber Baker right. says the number of cars and the lack of horses. Not sure I'm going to agree with that one because at twenty three. Yeah, there probably weren't too many horses roaming around anymore. A lot of a lot of cars starting to show up on the highway, on the roads. But maybe, maybe. Where'd all the horses you know go? Let's bring you know, them back. They're, they're eco-friendly, are they not? Yeah. Uh well. Methane? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, I was I was actually that reminds me of a question I had thought of the other day. Is at what what point did we switch over from the old west to things being more civilized? as we know it today. There was, it wasn't always the old West. I mean, the old West didn't well, happen in New York city. <laughs> no, but I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what? at what point did we stop living in, uh, you know, going to saloons and having just wood buildings just by themselves. And all of a sudden, you know, we started having cities and cars. Okay, there's, and, there's, there's a whole bunch no, of questions and answers you got wrapped in there. And it, it was not like an overnight thing. I know, but the movies and uh, the way the you think about movies, oh no no it's like all no. of a sudden it just happened. You're believing you know? the movies. This is this no, is the I'm problem just saying right here. That, yeah, what what was the, a lot uh, of a lot of the uh, the the wooden structures for one burned down. Anybody remember something called the Chicago Fire? Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. London caught on fire, or a lot of towns caught on fire. They said, "Hmm, we should rebuild this in not so flammable material." Hey. This rock doesn't light. <laughs> as as for saloons, they still exist. They're called pubs and microbrews now. They... Bar, yeah. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying. It seemed like, you know, there 
you never read about the transition from the old from west or the old west to more modern times it just seems like a black and white thing. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. You might want to reach out to some of our friends at iHeartRadio and see if they can do a history thing on it. Ridiculous history might have something to say about that. Let's keep going. Okay. John Kratzer says, how lazy technology has made people. Uh, I'm going to not say lazy, but I'm going to say has freed us up to do other things. Yeah. If, if and, and when you say technology, well. that's a pretty broad term. I've seen a bunch of parents throw an iPad in front of a kid. If, to, if, well, a pack a pacifier. You you, you know. do realize that a shovel is technology. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. You aren't lazy with it. Is does a backhoe make you less lazy? No, but he shovel? says how lazy technology has made people. Right. Right. I'm talking, I I I'm tend to take the, I take the higher road and say technology does a lot of the drudgery that we don't have to do anymore and allows us to free like, up and do other things. Oh, to my, to my example, uh, parenting. <laughs> that <laughs> should saying. not be the drudgery of your life. I'm, I'm saying that some of that stuff there are, that has made people lazy. I would say there are people who abuse technology or don't mm-hmm. use it to its maximum potential or. Oh, I would be guilty. Of but that. there's people who do that with money. There's people that do that with food. There's people that do that with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They don't use it properly, and as a result, there are negative consequences. So say, again, with the old West thing, you're talking about shovels, and I was talking about iPads. <laughs> so what, at what point did that cross over? To, I'm sorry, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have another one of these 25-minute debates, so just <laughs> fast forward the podcast till you hear right. something about on this day. Uh, anyway, uh, right. Stephen Weshey says, how much information smart photos uh, I think you mean smartphones allow you to access at any time. Oh, well, yes. That, that is... would blow their minds. You know what? Things have gotten so good nowadays. It's like not only can obviously, well, Wikipedia has been around for a while, but I can really search for anything on my phone and find it within a couple of minutes. Yes. Whether it's my personal information or even photos. That's now see photos. I think is even historically has been harder to search for. Until recently, now like Google Photos, I can just put cars, dog, or I can put my dog's name, yeah, and pull up their picture. So, just in the last what five, ten years, it's looking up your own stuff has has changed a lot. I've got a photo from the '80s that is starting to get a little faded because it sat in the sunroom in our old house, and I should not have put it there. And I was looking at it in the hallway, and I went, "Hmm, I wonder if I have the." I, I obviously don't have the slide it came from. Cause I, but I scanned all my dad's slide mm, about 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I searched for red and white boat and it came up with a lot of <laughs> hits and miss hits. And I said, wait a minute, there's a dive flag right on the front of that boat. Let's look for dive flag. And it found many of them that were in that collection, but I didn't find that specific photo. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's in the collection, but it's just amazing that you can look for a term like that and find photos yeah. among tens of thousands of them in my collection that can find that one fairly quickly or, yeah. or the fact that you can, uh, what was it there? You, you can tag people and yes. say, here's, here's a picture of my grandpa. Okay. And it, then it goes and finds all the other ones of different eras, different ages. And even like yes. what it, it found, it found, uh, somebody from their profile as well as the front face it, it, they were like mostly obscured. It wasn't even the profile. It was sort of like a 25 oh. person. Like, wow. Yeah. It, it, it knows them from the back of their head practically. Yeah. Now I, I did, I've obviously been taking more, more pictures of Harrison since he was a baby to now than probably any other person yeah. I've ever taken pictures of. Right. But, uh, there were a few times over the years that Google, I said, Google, here's, this is Harrison's fate. This is his name, Harrison step. And then, after a while, like you said, it started picking up pictures where he was in, and then there was the other one that says, is it this per? Is this the yes, same person? Yes, is this the same person? So I would go out. through, and I did that a few times, and I it got all the way down to when he was like five. You know, some of the pictures, it recognized him from when he was five. There has been some, some scouts. Now, I was as I've been taking pictures of scouts over the years, I was labeling their names, and when one of them had an eagle ceremony, I put in his name 
I found his picture and I went later on down. I'm like, where is he in this picture? And he was much younger and I was having trouble recognizing him. And I went, <laughs> oh, there he is. And he was sitting yeah. like, uh, not a bleacher, but it was but with a, around other kids. I'm like, wow, that's, it's pretty great. amazing. Pretty and amazing. a little scary at the same time, but yeah. yes, pretty amazing. My my kids, they it can get down into the toddler and even some infant pictures. I went, wow, that's that's what I'm that's saying. Crazy, yeah. yeah, yeah. I trained it on a few younger pictures of Harrison, and next thing you know, it's it's pretty. One kid, Harrison's friend, I searched for his name. There's all those pictures, and I'm like, why is he? Why is it showing this picture of Harrison? Well, Harrison was in the front of the line. The other kid was behind him, like two kids. And it took me a minute to figure that out. Yeah. Went, partially obscured face going, well, yeah. what? Yeah. You and know it, when that's like, really handy is when you have a ceremony or, or something for Harrison. It's like, if he gets married, oh, yeah. you go mm-hmm. find all the pictures of Harrison. Then you can just pick and choose oh, yeah. which one you want in the slideshow that you're rolling at the rear. Mm-hmm. at the. Uh, yeah. That's what I was doing for Eagle ceremonies. I was, yeah. when somebody had got their Eagle, uh, I would go pull up their name and, uh, send all those pictures to his parents. And but you got it. Of- you've got to tag that person at least once. Yeah. And I was, I did that for a majority of them. I wouldn't say I did all, but a um, majority of them as I brought them in. Yeah. And then, uh, when they, when they got their Eagle or whatever, I would send their parents the whole group of pictures and they were like, Oh, thank you. We didn't know these existed. I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. You didn't know I had some pictures of your kids and there you go. I mean, just okay. don't tell the police. We've, we've, <laughs> we're, 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 we're spending a lot of time on this question no, of the week. I meant for it as a surprise is what I meant to say. So Brian Parker says, movies with sound. Like, yeah, that would blow somebody from 1923 away. And and the quality of movies. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, not these black and white grainy things where somebody with a piano player, player piano goes along. You could... The, 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 the realism and the soundtrack and surround sound. Can you just imagine how immersive that would be? It would be like us going into a holodeck going, wow, yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Right. So, um, hey, hey go. Uh, I had some on mine. I don't know why they were showing in that view. Uh, Mike Stockman replied to mine and said, everyone carrying and, and focused on a handheld device. Yeah. And I replied and I said, just like I'm doing reading your comment. <laughs> Mobile, <laughs> yep. Steve Lennon said, "Mobile zombies." Mobile zombies. That's right. Um, uh, let's see. So Kyle Nishoka said, uh, "Inflation and what they used to be able to buy with a nickel." No kidding. But then you had to think how long it took to get a nickel. So I I always weigh that against when my dad said Still. we bought our first house for seventeen thousand five hundred dollars, and I said, "How much did you make in a year?" Is your salary? A nickel. He said five thousand dollars. So your house was three and a half times your annual salary. Fast forward thirty years to our first house, and I did the same math. And I went, "Yep, that's about what we paid." Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, you fast forward it to today, and if somebody says, "Hey, you know, a decent house is going to cost you four hundred thousand dollars," well, I hope you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Then now it's yeah. it's not always that way with. You know, all classes of people. We realize there's different income levels, different occupations, different housing Taxes zones. Are different. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I no, just I used it. it as a yardstick and probably should have used a meter stick. Hey, Adrian Ma- Meredith says antibiotics. Oh, my, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good one right there. Yep. Penicillin um, is just a, a, a crazy thing that they didn't have. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Gary Lindros says the lack of paper, books, and ledgers. Oh, Paper, like, yeah, accounting. Keeping, yeah, keeping track of all your stuff. Uh, him being in business, he'd certainly recognize that. Like, mm-hmm. Excel would just blow him away. Like, He's oh. not old enough to be using, had, had been using a ledger. Come on. But he, I'll, I'll bet, <laughs> you know, when he was in business school or something, they taught you how to. I, well, when I took uh, an accounting class during, it was during high school, we were doing paper ledgers and stuff. And yep. I hated it. I just could not stand it. And then you know what? I <laughs> the first computer job I had, uh, I was I was sent out to a place to install Peachtree. So <laughs> busy calc. I, I was immediately removing the paper ledgers out of the equation. <laughs> Sean Brockman says we carry access to the sum of the human knowledge in our hands, and we we're no closer to solving the same problems of war, hunger, clean air, and water. Wow, deep thinking hmm. there, Sean. 
Oh, Steve London said the wokes. Okay. Uh, mobile phones, right? Yep. Karens. <laughs> I think they had those back then. I don't know what they called them, but I'm pretty sure uh, they were there. Maybe. Uh, the abundance of, uh, oh, he said, he said, I will read it just like he said it. The abundance of carp we dwy. I think it's crap we buy. Oh, okay. And, and the, I was doing the translation in my head, you know, for, yep. Uh, and the clean air in the city. My sister Suzette says the design and model of a typical automobile in 2023. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody who was driving oh, yeah. around like a Model T and now the T is for Tesla? <laughs> well, think think of uh, you know how, how <clears throat> you know that that crash going through puberty would, again. Yeah, um, how ridiculous that would look. Look at some of the sci-fi movies we saw in the 80s and their vision of a cart like on Back to the Future. They're in the future and you see the cars kind of floating or right uh or they look futuristic you know and that was they, only they 30 talk. years i'm just saying yeah i could imagine it would look like that going forward you go are we of... living on the moon yet <laughs> nope funny you bring that up they're moving there tomorrow all right that closes that segment out Another letter from let's hit the history books oh, all wait. right we just <clears throat> feel like we just rolled out of the history books. On this day in history for October 25th, 2023, this is the 298th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. That means there are 67 days remaining in 2023. Do the math, that adds up to 365. Yay! Only two events that happened that I could find that were nerdworthy on this show. It was on this date in 1616 that the Dutch sea captain Dirk Hartog made the second recorded landfall by a European on Australian soil at the later named Dirk Hartog Island off the West Australia coast. Okay. In October 25th, 2001, Microsoft released Windows XP, which became one of Microsoft's most successful operating systems. And still in use on 70% of computers today. Oh, yeah. I'm still around. Yeah. 70? <laughs> I made that number up. As I say... <laughs> You do realize that 50% of facts are made up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, palm reader didn't know she was going to go out of business. The fortune teller. Happy birthday goes out on this date to German astronomer Heinrich Schwab. Born on this date in 1789. And Johann Friedrich Julius Schmidt, a German astronomer and geophysicist, was born 198 years ago today. So close. You had the Johan right, but it's Julius. Whatever. Otherwise, it'd hey, be Johan Julius. He does. He quit. He quit caring. 100. Uh, it's Halloween. He's gonna come back and haunt you. <laughs> Julius. <laughs> that sounds scary. Austrian yeah. composer and educator Johann Strauss II was born on this date in 1825. And born October 20. 20- 5th, 1838, French pianist and composer uh, Georges Bizet. 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 Oh, close. Okay, then I'll take this one. <laughs> Good luck. Draguten. Get your cursor out of the way, man. I, I moved it. Sorry. Gorjanovic Kramberger, the Croatian <laughs> geologist. Mmm, Kramberger. The Croatian <laughs> geologist, paleontologist, and archaeologist. And a whole bunch of other ologists was born on the same date in 1856. I think they opened a Cranberger right down the road. Mmm, Dragutin. So American businessman that co-founded the Dodge Company, uh, John Francis Dodge, <laughs> born Doge. on this date in 1864. <laughs> born October 25th, 1866. I'm going to back that music up just a little bit. Yeah. German composer Georg Schumann. And Henry Norris Russell, American astronomer, was born on the same date in 1877. You know, George is one of those words that shows up so many different ways in so many different languages. It was Georges in French, Georg in German, Jorga in Belgium. Yeah. Jorge in Spanish. <laughs> or, that's right, Jorge. <laughs> I tell you, you got to watch the context on this show or you'll get caught with your virtual pants down. Henry Norris Russell, 
Henry Norris Russell, the American astronomer, was born on the same date in 1877. I already read that one. Oh, you did. American physicist and video game designer William Higginbotham was born 113 years ago. What video game did he design? And he was born 113 years ago. He must have designed something when he was like 70. Must have been something like that. Uh, Minnie Pearl, the American entertainer and philanthropist, was born 111 years ago today. Howdy! Yep. She's 111 years today. Yeah. And Billy Barty, the American actor, was born on the same date 99 years ago today. You know Billy Barty from so many movies. Do I? Yes. Such as? He's a little guy. He was in Willow. He was oh. in... Um, Oh, I was looking at this earlier. He was in a whole bunch of stuff. He, 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 he played a lot of roles where little people were required. Okay. All right. Danish computer scientist, astronomer, and academic Peter Knorr was bo- was ninety five year- was born ninety five years ago today. And American actress Mrs. Cunningham, Richie Cunningham's mom, Marion Ross, was born on this date in nineteen twenty eight. An American soldier, pilot, and astronaut, Rusty. Uh, Schweikart was uh, 88 today. Wasn't he on Apollo 11? He was one of the Apollo astronauts. I think so. I think you're right. Also born that same date in... Get your cursor out of the way again. <laughs> Jeez, a... what are you doing? I don't know. Just That little nervous... flag comes up and I can't see where I'm going. Can you scroll without moving your cursor? <laughs> oh, I'm just moving my... Why? Just, just read. I don't even know where we were anymore. Uh, Born on the same date in 1952, English computer scientist, mathematician, and academic, Wendy Hall. All right. And American voice actress, Bart Simpson, was Nancy Cartwright, is 66 today. Don't have a cow, man. (laughs) Also born on the same date in 1984, American singer, songwriter, and actress, Katy Perry. Oh, my. She's 39. Well, time marches on. Especially for these people who have another birthday. Listener birthdays this week include October 25th, Scott from Minneapolis. Dylan Licata from San Antonio is on the 28th. Big Jim Clark from Megapodtastic on the 29th. And on the 30th, Wolf Geek. And that <laughs> takes care of our birthdays. If you want to be on the birthday calendar, you go over to chuckchat.com slash birthday. And we will give you a shout out at the appropriate time of year. Craig needs to put the banner on the screen while yes. I say... That's the way it was on this day in history for October 25th, 2023. <laughs> By the way, when you said Wolf Geek, I kept thinking, their wolf, their, their castle. I thought you wanted to talk that way. <laughs> what? You went and Frank, young Frankenstein, he says, werewolf, their wolf, oh. their castle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a stretch. I, I know, but I've. I got young Frankenstein on the brain for today. Apparently so. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, we had a couple of comments. Let's see. Oh, regarding the 1923 guy. Highways. Highways. Yes. And Mike Robinson says the phrase, I hope my beer is more used. More used. <laughs> yeah, I bet, the, I bet the language would just throw people off a little bit. Like, what is that? What does that mean? Why would you, why would you say something is sick? <laughs> well, I've mentioned it before. I read uh was it Scientific America? It was like an old it was like a hundred a version uh I'm sorry, an issue from like a hundred years ago, which would be nineteen twenty-three. Um or older, maybe it was a little older. Uh and some of the language they were using, I was like, I could kind of pick some of it out out of context, but some of the words I was like, what in, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. It, they were just using it almost like I don't know. It's like, like hearing some European use words. Like talking to Mr. Burns. <laughs> Does the Do gyrocopter still go to pressure? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that was just an interesting, that was hard to read, by the way, I'm trying to read that stuff. All right. We have some news. Good yeah. news, everyone. Well, I don't know if you call this good news, but astronomers have spotted a record-breaking radio signal that took 8 billion years to reach Earth. This is outstanding. Drips the record, previous record of five billion years. I'm not sure how they detect how far the radio signal came from. The carbon date it. <laughs> ask it its birthday. Yeah. So what they detected I was an FRB. born on date. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, the speed limit. 
The uh, uh, now where was I? Oh, it's an FRB. We talked about these uh, last week, I think. Fast radio yeah, bursts. That's yes, right. Furbies. The the fastest thing. No, not fast, but they're only like a ten thousandth of a second. And this place in Australia, radio uh, the radio telescope observed one l- last year. I believe they said in June of last year. But it. Uh, I don't know why they took so long to report it. And the article goes into exactly the discussion we had last week where nobody really knows exactly what FRBs are or what the cause that causes them, some interesting facts about them. So we're not going to rehash that discussion, but 8 billion years, a new record for the furthest FRB. I'm trying to think if I've heard Astronomy Cast talk about these yet. Not recently. Hmm. I would like to hear them talk about that. I would. I'll have to send in an, an email. Yeah. Okay. That's it for the news. Short one segment this time. But we're going to march thought, into the hey, Hexes Strange Stories. I thought we'd spread our news around or our stuff around we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, we talked an awful lot on the question of the week. <laughs> yeah. We can revisit it if you'd like. I don't... No, that's all right. I'm good. <clears throat> yeah. Let's talk about AI because you can't swing a dead cat without... Talking it's, about AI. It's everywhere. Now, it's like after a, watching the very short tracks, I have to watch how many of those little phrases I say. Because right. Lieutenant Morass is going to go, swing a dead cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go watch the sh- very short tracks that just finished up. Uh, just search for it on YouTube, very short tracks, to get the Star, Star Trek, Trek channel. Com. Yeah. yeah. They're a lot of fun. All right. Well, since we don't have anything better to do with AI... We taught a simulation of a robot hand how to twirl a pencil. Not really a pencil. What was it? Just a, yeah, like kind a, of a, a little rod. Like an apple pen. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. Rounded <laughs> on the ends. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't what I had expected. When I watched the video, there there were actually several different methods of, of how it flipped this little pencil stylus thing around its fingers now this isn't an actual robot with an actual stylus this is a s- computer cg it's a virtual simulation. robot hand yeah. yeah articulate hand but uh what's cool is as the video pulls back you see one at the beginning mm-hmm. and then you see about nine or so and then it kind of keeps going and you see them not only twirling other ways in other uh simulated videos but then you start seeing those hands doing other other things like rotating a cube and opening and closing a door. You know, yeah, at first I thought these are like the it. failed training models. I, I expected to see it drop. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is, it was I'd like to see one drop it and pick it and then the hand goes down, pick it back up. <laughs> it, w- it was an example of how you give it instructions to accomplish a task and then it makes mistakes and learns along the way. It's very... Mm-hmm. It, it's very much how a lot of people learn. Like, how do you learn to ride a bike? How do you learn to play a video game? You try things out and it fails, and then you go back and try it again, and eventually you achieve at the outcome you're looking for. So that was cool. Yeah, Looks I thought neat. it was neat. Little video if you want to watch that in the Hacks and Strange Story segment of episode 728 over at ChuckChat.com. Now, what I would like to see is them take take this. I'm sure it'll happen. Yes. I know it will. And apply this towards a real, you know, um, articulated hand like that, robot you, hand. You'd have to and get have it the, actually. You'd have to get the actuators and whatnot firing pretty quickly. Absolutely. Well, we did see that. Remember uh, a while back, the guy was fight, fighting that those two robots were fighting each other. Oh, the one armed robots boxing each other. Yeah, but they were. The whole thing was how fast. Right. The re- the response was so not far off. Um it'll come together. I'm just saying, yeah, I'd like to see that and have it learn from uh its mistakes. How does this help us solve world hunger or stop wars? <laughs> I don't know. But do we stop progressing to solve world hunger? <laughs> Flipping my pen around on camera. Can't see that oh, on the audio podcast. I had I had your video obscured by he doesn't watch or listen to this podcast. He just, what he po- just talks what into the microphone. Which podcast? 
Quick shout out to the chat room. We've got Kathy. We mentioned Kathy Spurgeon and Luke earlier and Mike Robinson. Hello and welcome. There are some other people out there watching. If you are watching and you don't feel like commenting, that's fine. That's up to you. We invite you to join in the discussion. We are here Sunday nights at 8.30, except when we're not. But generally, it's Sunday nights, 8.30 Eastern time. I say yeah. that because next week we're not. I'm going to be in Belgium hanging out with Yorga. That's right. And it is a uh, Halloween weekend, so. Yeah, go out and have fun. Celebrate with the kids. Yeah, and we, then come back and see us. We have a uh, question of the week at the end of the show that kind of goes along with that theme. So we'll see what happens. So put it on your calendar, Facebook or YouTube. You can join us. Just look for Technorama Podcast wherever you find fine podcasts. You won't find us there because we're not a fine podcast, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, look at the list beside it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ad space <laughs> that, that nobody pays for. Yeah. We're, we're like a 404 message. We show up when you least expect it. That's right. Or the Spanish Inquisition. Let's go to the Remember When segment, shall we? All right, back in Remember When. We have a pack, pocket calculator. This is cool. I, you know, when was that? Back in 2010, I talked to uh, my coworker, Tom, and he had all those different calculating and whatnot devices, the analog yeah. ones. This one did not come up. This is the uh, magic brain calculator. And <laughs> I watched the video that went on for about 15 minutes. It's mm -hmm. a very simple device. There's... And, and he tells you the theory behind this. So this guy is clearly a mathematician because of the, you can tell by the way he talks. He's, he's an academic and oh, yeah. goes into the formulas about how it's easier to add and, and then subtract. Uh, and then he, sh he finally shows, uh, he opens this device up and it's just a, a bunch of slide, uh, analog up and down sliding. There's no electronics. Like there's no... It's almost like you slide gears back and up and down. It's not even gears, really. I mean, I mean, it's got teeth. That's what I mean. It's got right. uh, little teeth on it, like not a gear, but yeah. It's pretty impressive. It. And he talked about the different generations of this thing. The uh, the original, what was it? The Ad, what was that device called? Not Adatron or Ad Edition. It's something. There's there was like an original one, and then. They were making these up until the mid seventies. Now the well, problem was in like the sixties, yeah. a whole bunch of cheap knockoffs came out. And he said, when I was when I was doing this one, it took me several tries while making this video because he says, let's add seven and let's add another seven to it. And then the, it came up with fourteen, and you add another seven to it, and it rolls over, and you get twenty one. And and he said, this one is. It basically, he says, this one's so crappy, it would jam up on me every time I tried me. <laughs> he didn't say it in those terms, but you could tell right. that this was a cheaper model that he said, in 1960, you could buy this for about a dollar. It's surprising that it still works, but well, kind of cool. If you look over his right shoulder, he's got a larger version. Yeah. And I think he mentions that in the video, doesn't he? He talks about the, the other version. Uh, the Yes. I think that was yeah. the original one. Let me see if I can find that. It's much bigger. It's yeah. like uh, two and a half times bigger or more, maybe three uh, times. I think he must use that for uh, demonstrations in his class. No, he uses that when he's working his paper ledger. <laughs> he said that the, the concept <laughs> of this thing went back as far as the um, the late 1700s, I think, when somebody came up with the original design. Like, that's brilliant oh for this yeah. yeah so pretty awesome stuff if you haven't seen this before um uh, what do you say there was one called the pocket adding machine um I'm, I'm trying to find the original name it it started with ad and uh, no, i'm not gonna find it in time i thought it was on this page somewhere let's see adiator that's it adiator Addi <laughs> Eh, not radiator, radiator. Russell so, Crowe had nothing to do with this. <laughs> gladiator, <laughs> portable radiator. Right. Uh, what did I it? One, two, three, cool four, device. five, six, seven digits. So you could do you know, hundred thousand dollars and twelve cents if you wanted. So yeah, a neat little device and pretty simple, but interesting in the design where you know you kind of rolled over the top or rolled around the bottom when you're doing addition and subtraction you just had to remember a few simple rules and 
the the other reason they kind of washed out in the 70s is electronic calculators started coming along that could not only do yeah. addition and subtraction, but uh, also division, multiplication, and other functions later on. I'm sure this is um, aftermarket or, or something, but uh, I see one on eBay. It's eight, eight bucks. I mean, it looks pretty clean like it's newer. And it's funny on the back of it, it has like a little stand you can flip down. If so it'll... you did it right, you could probably 3D print the parts to make one of these. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. All, All right. it is is we're some out, slides. We're, time's up. We're going to go start working on her. <laughs> I'm giving yeah, Craig a, ideas. Yeah, there's another one that has an actual stylus or something with it. It looks like a, it's almost like a palm stylus with it, but it's to, it's to um, slide the little. Yeah, the reason he liked this piece. one is because it, it, it had a stylus and a clip on the side to hold the stylus, much like our tablets do today. But yeah. the one he had said, the clip is broken. The stylus is long gone to history. Well, you know, when you said that digital calculators started taking over, which is right, but uh, I was just thinking in the late 70s, mid, maybe I guess it's late 70s, I was fascinated by seeing those credit card calculators that were floating around. And I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I bought one. At, I talked my mom into buying me one. Uh, it was like at a Target or something. Uh, when I was, yeah, it was probably about 11 or so. And, uh, I, it was like 12 bucks. I think I had a clear one. You couldn't even clear. See, yeah. You could see through it. All that was, it looked like it was just floating numbers. A credit on card the, one, but you could see through it. Yeah. Huh. And then another one that was solar powered in the shape of a three yeah. and a half inch floppy. And if you yeah. slid the little metal door aside, it exposed the solar panel and turned the thing on. <laughs> Right. And then the membrane keypad was, was on the rest of it. It was, it was kind of fun. I used that one all the time at my desk when I was working at my old job. I want to say I have mine with solar too. I remember, um, I know you could get a Cassie one that was like that. Anyway, Craig's gonna be I, going I was just it. fascinated by the calculator, even though all I wanted to do was type out boobs on it. No, you had to do the, the equation. <laughs> so when you turn it upside down, it spelled shell yeah. oil. It's, yeah, I've done that it was too. like if the yeah. Arabs sold you this much oil yeah. and you bought it at this price, uh, you know, who who ended up with all the oil? Uh, it's shell yeah. oil. I've done that before. That's yes. right. That was that was one you could spell out. Uh, I think my favorite was still the the calculator that plays blackjack. Because <laughs> you <laughs> take it to school and then play blackjack. And then when your teacher walks around, you go, just adding things up over here. Right. Split, split. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Son of a... What's wrong, Chuck? <clears throat> yeah, nothing. nothing. Uh, got the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. I hate I hate remainders on my division. <laughs> Especially in blackjack. All right. Speaking of other interesting things, we have... Wait for it. Hey. There. Other, other things in there. Remember when a... DeLorean, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone found a DeLorean in a barn. Not that big of a find. Well, this one was kind of cool because it had less than a thousand miles on it. Wow. Original tires. Uh, it's Great an Scott. early model from April of 81. The serial number was like 1079 or something. It was it was pretty low. Yeah. The uh, And it was in pretty decent shape, except for the fact that uh, the tires were flat and they kind of sunk into the dirt in the barn. And uh, it was infested with mice. <laughs> oh, yeah. It had mice droppings everywhere, and it stunk. But they bought it, and they took it, and uh, the, it was it was in the ownership of its original owner. The guy's now 90 years old. Wow. And he bought it in 91 from a dealer. So they, they, they think the history of the car was it got made, it got sent to this dealer, Mm-hmm. Uh, they couldn't really sell it for whatever obvious reasons. And the dealer would drive it occasionally between the time, but he didn't really own it. So he would just drive it home, come back. He's like, hey, there's another 25 miles. Yeah. Uh, and then in 91, this guy bought it, drove it for a little while, and then stuck it in a barn. So it really is is an extremely interesting find. They were they were going through this thing with a fine tooth comb. Let's go behind the, they fold the passenger seat over and they open up the, 
the panel that exposes the fuses and relays and whatnot. I go, oh, a little bit of corrosion in there. Uh, yeah. But underneath well, looked great. I mean, they were going. Well, if, you're, if you're talking about mice, they will eat your wiring harness. So surprisingly, there wasn't much mice damage in the upholstery, the uh, dashboard. It was, it, there's like a little um, cargo net behind the seats mm-hmm. that was a little, I don't know if it was rotten or chewed through or what, but, uh, oh. and, and then they went behind the, uh, there's another panel behind the driver's seat. They opened that up and said, oh, we found the mouse nest. <laughs> this little cubby about a foot square, oh. a foot, it was like nasty. Yeah. My, my friend Fred had, had a, uh, a car he was not driving, um, but he jumped in it to go crank it and drive it down the road. And <laughs> some mice had, he, it wouldn't turn over. Some mice had eaten the wiring harness. Yep. And so he had to replace all that. I'm like, uh. What a pain. I hope, and, and the people who found this, they actually run a YouTube channel called DeLorean Nation. And it was only oh, cool. about an hour drive from where they live. These guys are in Wisconsin. They said, hey, let's go, let's go, f- you know, visit this, check it out. And uh, they said, let's make an offer. So pretty you know, cool. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that there was only 9,000 of those DeLoreans built. Yep. I mean, I knew there were, it was limited, but I didn't realize it was 9,000. Yep. And this was number hmm. 1000 and something. So it, it's got an, I certainly learned a lot about what to look for. If I were going to buy a DeLorean, what condition <laughs> it's in, you know, opening up all these panels and. Do you see like, do you see yourself buying one? No, <laughs> no. I think, I think, uh, wasn't it a little, I've never driven one. So, I, uh, I'm only going by what I heard, but, uh, from what I understand that the performance the sucks. Cu- it sucks because one, it's a little underpowered for, for the weight that it has. Exactly. So, you, you know, it's ironic that the dot got it up to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> well, he had to use a flux capacitor. <laughs> no, well, no, Mr. Marty Fusion. had to get it up to 88 miles per hour within the confines of that movie theater. Again, there, you're trusting to... Hollywood for your historical, you know, <laughs> it, back to the future is a great documentary, but they did get yes. a few things wrong. You know, I, I actually, I should talk about this in the, um, actually I'll save it. I'll save it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to save it. Right. Cause we're going to go into it in just a second. The so, but first we memory. have to thank our patrons because yes. these are the people that make this show happen. Their donations keep this show going. Blame They're, them. Sure. Yeah. If they hadn't been donating, we probably would have folded up shop and moved our card table somewhere else. Alexis Duran, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Abner Braverman. That takes care of the A's. <laughs> B for Ben Bra- Ben Vaughn and Brian Brown. C for Chris Martinez and Chris MC. D for Dandy Man Coyer, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis. Skipping over E, F, and going right to G for Gary Lindros. H, I, J for John Clifford and John Noble and Yorga Shrawin. Yes, Yorga starts with a J. J. Never mind. Yeah. J-H-I-J-K for Crazy Joe Adventures and Kyle Nishioka. L for Leon. M for Mark Kilfoyle. N for nobody. <laughs> oh, B for Brad Miller, who's out of order. <laughs> yeah. Mike Wills and Saturday Morning Media. S for a whole bunch of other people, like Stephen Weshey, Steve Cody, Steve Therian, Steve Webb, and Steve London. T for Tim Cook and nobody after that. So if you want to be part of this crazy alphabet soup... I was like, what is this, Sesame Street? <laughs> 28 lovely Patreons. Ah, ah, ah. You can go to... It's the count. It's the count, not the, <laughs> not the alphabet. I'm going to paint an L. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're a regular Banksy there, buddy. Okay, no, he would paint numbers, didn't he? Anyway, today's podcast is brought to you by the letter Pi. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Technorama Podcast is where these people went. For as little as a dollar a show, if you find this interesting, educational, maybe even a little amusing, we'd love to hear from you, and we appreciate all the donations. So thank you very much. We'll get the Imperial Marching Band out of here and move on to Pass Me the Remote is next, right? That's right. Okay. We watched a couple of things this week. Some on a plane. 
some in our living room. Uh, Donna and I started watching a series that's been on my Netflix playlist for a while. I don't know why it took so long. I guess we had to finish some other shows up called Blood and Bone. I've seen it. Uh, I've not seen it, but I, I know about it. Yeah, it's it's actually it takes place in uh, it's it's I wouldn't call it a fantasy adventure, but uh, it's got some interesting elements to it. Some of the people have firearms, so in one way, it's kind of like a steampunk old western kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea is there's this land that has been divided by uh, pretty much the whole show setup is in the first three minutes because they tell a story about these people who can work with the elements, the light, the dark, mm-hmm. the wind, the fire, etc. They call them sure. Gisha. And one of these Gisha had a bad day, I guess, and he set up this thing <laughs> called the Fold, which is about 40 miles long, and you it's this big black cloud that you can't pass through, except hmm. the Gisha can help you get through, which has cut off people from the ports and the ports from the you know, supply chain, and it's just disrupted this these various territories and countries for uh, quite some time. And the the legend goes that someone will come along who can summon the light and take down the fold. Okay. So we're, we're, we're about four episodes into it, three, four episodes into it. Good storyline, good writing, decent acting. Uh, so we're enjoying this. This is a good us show, blood and bone on Netflix. All right. Um, uh, this is a musical one. I actually listened to the Rolling Stones new album, the Hackney Diamonds. Oh. And I was in the car today, uh, driving home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give that album a listen. I haven't, uh, I knew it was out, came out last week mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was pretty good. If you like the Rolling Stones at all, uh, it's classic Rolling Stones. And I think there was probably two tracks that I thought were okay, but for the most part, it's it's really good. Um, some of the songs were really, they had, uh, uh, let's see. Paul McCartney was featured on one. Elton John was featured on another. And I remember seeing Sir Elton John, excuse me. Well, I said, Elton Sir John. Paul McCartney, uh, Lady Gaga, <laughs> Sir Lady and, Gaga. And oh. I think, uh, uh, Stevie wonder was also listed in one of the tracks. So I, I thought it was really good. And then not the, <laughs> You know, not to mention that these are 80 year old guys putting out this music and it was just as good as anything, uh, you know, rock related today. You're not going to, you're gonna, not going to do a Michael Butler track by track. <laughs> All right, let's get on. Yeah. I give now, that a half a, half a point. I enjoy it. I'm not a huge Stones fan. I like some, I like some of their stuff. Yeah. They got some um, classics. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's, I, I like them enough, you know, but uh, they were. This was really good. It was you great. Can't always get what you want. <laughs> well, you know, shout out to my dad. He actually went to see the Rolling Stones back when tickets were three dollars. Well, guess. Well, hold on a second. He was sitting like front row orchestra, and it was four dollars and fifty cents. Ooh, he paid for the upgrade. He carries the the ticket in his wallet from today. Oh, I wouldn't That's do that. Thing. You lose your wallet. That and that momentum is gone. Memento, well, no memento. He carries it with him. He went to go see them um, before he shipped out to Vietnam. Him and two of his friends did. So he cast why it's laminated, and he's got the ticket in his wallet. Cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. What's I it? actually took him to go see the Stones in the mid nineties. Uh, they were in Charlotte, and um, they put on a great show. What was the Rolling Stones song that was in Good Morning Vietnam? I'm going to get you thinking about that. I got to think about that for a minute. I don't um, know. Yeah. I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. It wasn't because I, I, I've got, <laughs> I can't, you can't always get what you want stuck in my head now. I can't, can't get that out. Someone in the chat, help us out. What was that song? Uh, I watched Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on the yeah. airplane back from wherever it was I was, Toronto. And, uh, I liked it. I like it. It was, it was a good in the series. I'm with Joe. I think Sala, the character Sala makes, you know, John Reese Davies makes that movie click a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. they did bring in Marion at the end. There was, so it was a good personal storyline. 
Uh, yeah. they, they, they had, of course, the de-aged scenes at the beginning because they showed them in, what was it, 1939 which, or so. Which were not terrible. They're, they no, terrible. that was surprisingly good of both uh, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford and Mads Mikkelsen. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, neither were, of these guys are young, but they did all I right. Say, I want to say there was a moment or two where it didn't look great, but there, but for the most part, I, it was fine for me. to. It didn't take me out of the... You know, it didn't take me out of the story <clears throat> watching it. I thought it was, I thought they did a good job with that. Right. <clears throat> and it, it had enough twists that you weren't really sure which way one thing was going to go or who would get mm-hmm. what and where they were going. Uh, you know, I thought the, the young teenage, preteen boy character, I can't remember his name. Uh, Matthew? No. Maddie? What was his name? Uh, yeah, he wasn't as annoying as Short Round. So he no. had he had a more mature role and a, and a better part to play in all of this. It wasn't just like quasi comedy relief. So yeah, I, no, I enjoyed it bad. very much, and I thought it was a good a good closing to the story. Yeah, no, it was. It was nice. Um, uh, it was a nice wrap up. What do you got? Um, I am currently watching Loki season two which came out on Disney plus the first season. I really, I really enjoyed second one. I think is going to be good as well. Um, we're only three, three episodes in. So I'm curious to see where it goes, but there's a lot of <laughs> the only problem I have with it so far is, you know, and I'm familiar with for the most part, <clears throat> excuse me, what's going on in Marvel's cinematic universe, but there's a lot of time travel and, you know, if this happens, that happens, and why why this happened and that happened in the past, and now it has affected this. I'm like, it's, it's a little much to concentrate on at times, but uh, but I, I I'm enjoying it. Um, I think it's going to be good once it wraps up. So, and, and I assume you have to watch the original to appreciate this one. You have to at least see, yeah, it's Loki a continuation of the story. Yes, I wouldn't just jump it. They give you like a recap. I was like, I don't think that's enough of a recap, you know, because it's kind of short, yeah. you know, the beginning. Uh, but um, no, the first one was great. I would go watch that. I tell I'd, I'd would recommend anybody go watch that. So go check that out for sure. Uh, season two, like well, it's it's ramp it's ramping up nicely, and like I said, we're three episodes in. All right, but, another show I watched on Netflix, which was actually <laughs> it was. It was on my iPad for the longest time. I think I loaded it up for Iceland a couple of months ago, but never watched it. Uh, and then I found myself without any podcast, without a whole lot of battery in my laptop. And I went, hmm, what have I got? Because I need something yeah. to keep me entertained on this flight. It's a show called Narvik. It's based on an actual event in Norway from an iron mining town uh, that the Germans took over, even though Norway was neutral, they were there to protect them. And the English came in and were trying to figure out where the Germans were in, entrenched so they could, you know, do, first they did a, uh, assault in the fjord and, and sunk some ships, but they needed to come ashore, but they couldn't come ashore. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Norwegians are relying on the French and was it the Portuguese? Somebody else was, was helping them out. Uh, but there's a storyline of one of the soldiers and his w- young wife and their young child and how the, it, it really good story. And, and there were some things that she had to do that, uh, made you call into question how, how would you have reacted in that situation and, and what would you have done for your it, it was, it was really well done. Narvik, N-A-R-V-I-K. All right. Um, so this one was, uh, obviously not on Netflix or anything, uh, but this was, I went to, my wife and I went to go see young Frankenstein at the Hendersonville theater, which yeah. is their community theater. And this is the musical of young Frankenstein. So of course, in some respects, it's a little bit different from the, uh, the movie slightly only because everybody's saying it and there's musical things. But I have to tell you this, the, the, the people that, um, that actually, participated in the play and the musical, mm-hmm. they nailed this production. It was a lot of fun. They had a great time, uh, or everybody had a great time watching them perform 
doing all the musical numbers. And, you know, Mel Brooks is uh, pretty big with musicals, you know, everything. Well, he's, he's done a lot of musical stuff in his theater uh, in his, uh, uh, his productions. But I went out during the intermission and was going to go hit the um, bar and get a couple of refreshments. And as I was standing out there, the, um, uh, I, there's a lady that was right behind me and she started a conversation basically, you know, Oh, is this the end of the line? I was like, yes, yeah, in the line. I said, I said, this music is great in this. They're doing a great job. She goes, thank you. I went, what? <laughs> so she was the musical director, uh, for the production. And she mentioned that Mel Brooks was very, uh, affluent with the music because they had, there was 360 sheets of music for all the music in the, in the play. Wow. And I was like, wow, that was pretty big. And the guy playing the monster was, was fantastic. I wish you could have seen, I wish I could have recorded it just a moment for it and showed you because you, you would think it's great. Um, they, they had the scene with, uh, you know, the blind hermit that was Gene Hackman's character. They did all this stuff. And I was quoting some of the stuff to Kim before they said it. Like I said, put the candle back. And then the guy said it on stage. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Um, and you could tell the audience was really into it. They were laughing and carry on. And I, when I went to the restroom at the end, you could hear everybody saying that was great. It, you know, it was a lot of fun to go watch a, uh, a live musical, especially something that's so, uh, so much fun as young Frankenstein. Nice. Yeah, it was great. Um, the that's other good. thing uh, yeah. I watched, which is, huh? What were you going to say? I said, sounds nice. Oh, it was. Um, the other thing I watched, no big surprise. Uh, I just happened to see back to the future two and three. Um, all three of them are on Peacock, but for some reason I was like, I'm going to watch two. I wanted to watch two. And then I went on to three and I, I love, I love all three of them. Uh, but the first one and the third one are probably my favorite. The second's, you know, mm-hmm. a close second to all of those. Um, but, uh, that was a lot of fun to watch that again, especially the old West one. I like the old West one. I have been doing a little looking and I thought it was, uh, satisfaction i can't get no satisfaction by the stones but i pulled up the soundtrack a minute ago and i didn't see that i didn't see it either but i don't think the soundtrack had all the songs in the movie because i don't see fortunate son by ccr in here and i know that was in the movie absolutely unequivocally so the soundtrack and what was played in the movie are two different things and it might have been licensing rights or something but yeah that's what i was looking for I see Beach Boys and stuff, but I don't see. Uh, yeah, Martha Reeves and Van. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so it was, it was interesting. All right. You know, I've mentioned this before, but yep. uh, you know the soundtrack from Back to the Future. Yes, the first one. Uh, you know when he's up there playing guitar, but on the soundtrack, it actually lists Marty McFly credit instead of some whoever was playing the Huey you know, Lewis. The I don't know. I don't know who it was. Um, I'm just saying when he was playing, uh, Marty McFly was playing on stage. Oh, instead of Chuck Berry? Well, Chuck Berry. Instead of Chuck Berry. Some, well, he's you, playing Chuck Berry's song. I don't know. But maybe maybe Michael J. Fox actually sang that part of Johnny B. Good. But wait a minute. The soundtrack actually says, said Marty McFly. Not Michael J. Fox. Not Michael J. Fox or any anybody else. I was like, why would they put the character's name on there? I thought that was... I remember thinking that was strange. Uh, Maybe oh, no. that is the singer's name is Marty McFly. <laughs> it was just a strange just coincidence or he changed his name. Yeah. Let me see if it shows that uh, on um, uh, on Spotify. There yeah, you look, there's... Um, you look Night for Train that while I do something that'll interest yeah, the look, listeners. Johnny B. Good, Marty McFly, and the Starlighters. That was the band on the stage. Marvin Berry and the Star Marvin Berry. Um, it's your cousin, Marvin. This is Marty McFly right there on Spotify. <laughs> okay. Who Final knew Marty story. was getting credits? Final yeah. story from the Geek Library. Yeah. We have a satellite image of the eclipse. So while mm-hmm. a lot of people were watching the eclipse a week ago, so was NASA's epic camera aboard the Discover spacecraft. 
that yeah. got this. It looks like a fire. <laughs> like a, a section of the earth is scorched under yeah. the, where this shadow is. Somebody had a big magnifying glass and held it up and it <laughs> scorched part of the earth. God was burning <laughs> ants. <laughs> Those aren't ants. <laughs> Those are people. Right. So the, I put this in here because we were just talking about the eclipse and yes. I thought this was an interesting different point of view for this kind of thing. We had uh, lunch yesterday with my older brother's in-laws, Charlie and Barb. They're in town for a few weeks mm-hmm. and uh, Donna was kind enough to put together a, a get together. So we drove out and saw them and had a nice lunch and we were talking for a while. We haven't talked to them in <laughs> At least 10 years. It, it may be closer to 20. Um, and and they were driving out last week. And they stopped in Albuquerque on Saturday and watched the eclipse. And Albuquerque was right in the path. So like, oh, oh wow. that's cool. That's cool. He said, yeah, I was going to take some pictures with my camera, but I didn't hold a candle to this guy next to me. I said, even better. You know, he had the solar filter and this big, long telephoto uh, lens wow. and, a, you know, the tripod set up. I said, if you know somebody who's got something really nice, borrow mm-hmm. it or have them send you the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look at it and go, how many pictures of the annular eclipse can you, you know, how do you know which one is yours? They all look well, like the know. same circle. <laughs> I know. With the thing was, I, uh, that eclipse that we were talking about, the, the one what, four or five years ago? 2017. Yeah. 17. Six years ago. So, you know, I went through all the trouble to set up a camera and uh, I actually had two uh, two phones set up, one to record the video and some other, I took some pictures. Yep. And then uh, I started thinking, you know, there's a lot of work, but at the same time, there's somebody out there that's got better pictures than I did. You know, I just. <laughs> I, I thought it was fun to take pictures of the people that we were with. Cause we went kind of as a oh, family well, that, reunion too. Cause it was at Donna's yeah. sisters. So we had brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins and grandmas and, and everybody with the goofy glasses and the tinfoil hats. And it, it was, it was just fun to take pictures. Of That's what I will remember. Like, Ooh, here's, yeah. here's somebody looking at the shadows while we're in the shadows. It was, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, I don't think I have the only picture I have of the actual eclipse is a picture of the LCD that was hooked up to the telescope. It's <laughs> <So I was laughs> like, oh. yeah, that's close enough. Because I knew uh, other I people was, would have much better pictures. I would, uh, I would embarrass my dad and put a picture of him up with the glasses. But I know my mom; she's in the picture, and she wouldn't want that. <laughs> so oh, I won't yep, do that. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, but I'll show you offline. <laughs> All right, let's take them to the end of the show because we are over an hour and we're going to get out of here real quick. I'm just bringing, All right. I'm trying to bring up the actual audio there. <laughs> so I can uh, get you the question of the week. Our question of the week this week is, what is your go-to Halloween tradition or costume? Hmm. Well, I know usually uh, my parents come over and we go sit in the driveway and can out candy with a little fire pit. Nice. We don't have yeah. a whole lot of kids in our neighborhood. We we have a few in the cul-de-sac, but that's it. We're not going to go buy well, a big bowl full of candy because then Donna and I will end up eating it for the next three weeks and regretting well, it. I suspect, and I know that there's the most of the kids that we see are from other neighborhoods. Yeah, <laughs> they just you know you see a car come roll in and then the kids all jump out. I'm like, yeah, okay. they're they're just making the rounds as fast as possible. Oh, you go. That's fine. That's their tradition. Our tradition. Cat, I hate Kathy's, to say. Uh, oh, what would you say? Spider, spider web, web earrings on. all during October. <laughs> nice. I just have spider webs in my ears, so yeah. save the problems. Yeah. The uh, my our tradition, unfortunately, has been to turn off the lights and lock the door. <laughs> lock it. Uh, there's, there's no. There's, it, it's not. It, we live across the street from a senior community. It's like they're, we're not getting oh. any kids, and the few that we do, just so. Oh, and we won't be here this year. We'll actually be out of the country. Uh, I know what's going to happen. You're gonna, you're gonna come on with eggs on your stucco. My my tradition is going to be to have a developer meetup on Halloween, <laughs> and somebody said, "Let's have a dress up like Chuck contest." Like, yeah, that'll be fun. God. In London. Yeah, in London. We'll see. They have Halloween over there. I'm sure they do. So let's 
leave you with that question for the week, and then we are going to get on out of here. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can call our listener line. Still there, 707-530-2428. What? Don't forget. Don't forget what? November is National International Technorama Technorama Voicemail Month, so better start breaking in our voicemail line. What is this, the third annual one we've done? Probably six. I don't remember. You didn't know when the last eclipse was either, so I'm not going to count on you for much chronology. I was close. I said five or six years. (laughs) You said like four or five. Yeah. You said like three or four. We'll go back and listen to it. It was off by quite a factor. Play that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, all right. Get in touch with us, 707-530-2428. You can leave the message now. We'll play it next month. Till then, give him a binary high five, Craig. All right, 101.